Hey, Darren Daily On Demand listeners, producer Mariana here. Today's episode is a special treat. In celebration of you and everything you've done to champion the Better Everyday movement by sharing Darren Daily On Demand, Darren recently did a live walk and talk while roaming the beaches and streets of Miami where we brought on people from the community to ask their most pressing questions. This episode is an exclusive clip from the live recording with Darren. Let's get to it. Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. First up, we have Jennifer Labrie. Let me bring Jennifer on with us right now. Hi, Jennifer. Why don't you tell us where you're joining from today? I am in Philly, Connecticut. I would love to be in South Beach right now. (laughs) um, Hi, Jennifer. Good to see you. (laughs) Nice to see you too. Um, Why don't you go ahead and share your question with Jennifer? um, Okay. Um, So... I'm struggling right now because this is the first time I've had to be on camera with this many people watching and I have to do this in my new job. So I decided to step into the fear and do it here and maybe thousands will then maybe a hundred won't be so bad anymore. (laughs) So um, that's my struggle. I'm trying to get through it. Um, But my question for you is um, what are you struggling? Okay. Okay. So I think the question uh, from Jennifer was, uh, she's having troubles with speaking in front of people and what am I struggling with right now? And what do I do to get better every day? Is that pretty much what I heard? Okay, yes. great. Um, well to the latter part first, you know, um, there's a, a funny relationship with ambition and that is ambition is something that can drive you, get you up early, have you pursue big goals have you do great things in the world with the pursuit of those big goals? And, and then it can keep driving you. You know, you, you sought this uh, abundance and, and freedom and the ability to make better life choices and to contribute. Uh, and so you've done all these things that your ambition drove you to. And then it's not like it realizes when to stop. And it keeps driving you and it can drive you well past the point of freedom uh, where you end up getting involved in businesses and partnerships and hiring people and buying systems and pursuing all these other endeavors that takes you well past the point of freedom to now an albatross of obligation. So I call it the double-edged sword of, of ambition. And it's a constant tug and pull of how do you continue to grow bigger, meaning you're able to contribute greater, have a much more significant impact using your talents and treasuries that you've been blessed to accumulate, but not destroy the life and lifestyle that you originally sought out to to pursue. And so it's it's balancing that. I call it bigger, easier. How do you grow bigger, but then have life be easier for everybody uh, involved? That includes my own team and the people that work with this in in any capacity. So uh, that's one of the struggles. The other struggle, quite frankly, is complacency. Uh, I talked about this in a Darren Daly recently, where 
a friend of mine who I went on a walk and talk with talked about his partner who had just fallen off a cliff. He was always a great partner until he achieved his goal. They sold the company. His goal for his whole life was to put $10 million in the bank. And when they sold the company, he accomplished that. And then he just fell off a cliff emotionally and spiritually and psychologically because he'd always been driven by a goal. And as I explained to Darren Daly, the destination can't be your objective. The journey does. So instead of pursuing goals, pursue growth. And that growth is a challenge every day. And finding ways to continue to find fascination and fun in the day over day tasks and projects and interactions and endeavors. That's making sure that you don't fall into a place of complacency because I've accumulated the money I would need to spend in several lifetimes and and uh, yeah, I've hit all the goals. It's kind of like, you know, it's like <laughs> poor Tom Brady, you know, it's like, you know, I can understand why he's like, I could, I could still play, but I, you know, to go through it, what, what do I, what more do I need to, what more do I need to, to, uh, to prove? So it's finding fascination in the day over day to keep myself engaged, and stimulated, and and uh, interested, and and creatively stimulated. So those are the those are the two things, which is balancing ambition with with constant growth, and then. Uh, also, the challenge of making sure that I don't fall into a into a place of of stagnation with, uh, as I explained, with yeah. So, to your point on on speaking in front of people, I would love to give you some advice that was given to me that oh. really changed the game for me on a speaking basis. And it's a couple couple of few things. The first thing is is that if you are afraid to speak in front of people, this is what was told to me. That means that you're being selfish. It means that you're making it about you and not about the audience. You've got a spotlight on yourself, and so that's making you nervous and fearful when, in fact, you need to take the spotlight off yourself and put it onto your audience mm -hmm. and make what it is that you're talking about about them, not about you. And when it's about them and the spotlight's on them, then there's nothing to be nervous about if it isn't about you. So it's really about coming from a place of how can I help how can I contribute? How can I make a positive contribution to the people that will sit in my audience? And the other uh, aspect of that is, is making sure that you are always talking to one person, not an audience. It doesn't matter whether the audience is 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000. I've spoken to arenas of 30,000 people, but I was always talking to one person. And the way that I do that is before the talk, I sit in the chair of one person in the audience. I'll actually go into an auditorium in advance of a keynote talk and sit in several different chairs in the auditorium so that I can see from their vantage point. And then I can sit in their space, which is why are they coming to this event? What are they looking for? What challenges and problems and fears do they have? What hopes and things do they they uh, they need to, to hear in order to encourage and inspire them to provide better for their family, to rise up within their organization, to make a 
contribution to their clients. And I, I just try to get in their head and heart and, and, and see the stage from their vantage point so that when I'm on the stage, I'm still talking to that, that one person. Um, and that also, again, it takes the spotlight off yourself and it puts it on. Uh-oh. Man, we tested this and it was perfect on our test and we, we've lost him now. Let's see. Mm -hmm. I really wish he would have given me that advice before the day though. I just have to say, <laughs> I, I, I really wish that he would have told me that before I started this, Jennifer, because mm -hmm. that just would have made everything so much easier. Cause I have to say, I was super nervous mm -hmm. before jumping on here. So I feel way better now. <laughs> oh, look, he's back. We lost you, but you're back. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we knew that this was going to be interesting as I walk about here on uh, cell service trying to uh, to stream. So I have no idea which of that dropped off, but uh, did, did you get something? Did, can you tell me one or two things that were valuable of what it is that we talked about? Yeah, I, I think just putting it on someone else and not about you, that makes a huge difference to me. In fact, I guess because I'm asking the question about you and not about me, <laughs> I started out that way. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I think it's when you don't see your audience when you're online. That's what bothers me because I don't know who's I will out there. Tell you, I, I can I, forget about it. I, I will tell you that is the hardest uh, uh, speaking engagement you'll have is when you have no audience. I will tell you it's mm -hmm. easier to, yeah. to talk to 10,000 than it is to talk to a camera. Yeah. I'm fine in and a so, meeting uh, room. No problem. But like I get on here and I'm deer in the headlights. <laughs> yeah. And so all you have to do is to imagine that one person mm -hmm. and, and speak to them. It's almost like, yeah. a, like here's a, a tip on how to take a, a, a better photo is imagine mm -hmm. that you're looking at a, a, a baby or looking at a puppy and when you are looking at a baby or a puppy your 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 face softens mm -hmm. you know because a lot of times when we're taking a photo we're very rigid where you got that like fake plastic smile on mm -hmm. but when you look at a baby you look at a puppy your face softens and you glow and so same thing when you're talking to a camera is you got to imagine that one person that you're trying to be an encourager to you're trying to help you're trying to make a positive contribution to even if you're in a room by yourself talking to your laptop you still have to imagine that person yep yeah no that's great thank you all right thanks for coming on all right thanks thanks jennifer thanks.